The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. And we are on the air. It is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Got a big hour for you on the way. Hear the difference, the Annex client story. That's coming up. Ask Annex is coming up. We do that every week on the show. This week, questions about a Social Security break-even calculator that somebody found. Also, what portion of a portfolio should be liquid? Does a paid-off house factor into a financial plan? And how about their old buddy, the 4% rule? All that and a whole lot more coming up on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Danny. On the line is Dave Spahn our president and CEO. Hey, Dave. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a great segment to talk about housing prices because, of course, they're going through the roof all over the country. And that certainly came out of the CPI report that came out on Friday morning. And Derek, it was just flat out hideous. Right. It, it really was a bad number. There are many people that thought that inflation had peaked in March. And while the core rate appears to have peaked, when you look at CPI and include food and energy, we're up 1% versus April, 8.6% year over year, which is the highest rate of year over year increase since 1981, which is actually the year I got in the business. So it's kind of your fault then, I suppose. But no, seriously, I mean, it has been a big number. And you look at the report, Derek, I mean, there's some things that just make your eyes pop out. Food up 1.2%, 10% year over year. Energy up 3% for the month, 34% over the last 12 months. Gas up 50% over the last 12 months. And that's really what's hurting things. Well, and fuel oil, you forgot to mention that one, up 106%. So that's obviously a problem for airlines and, and transportation companies generally, which use diesel fuel. So these inflationary pressures continue to persist. And while we still believe the U.S. core rate is still too high, it certainly leads the way to one to conclude the Fed's going to certainly raise rates by 50 basis points next week on June 15th and another 50 on July 27th. Then we'll see what they do in September. Many people believe they'll raise it 50 again. Yeah, I think and there's going to also going to be a conversation, I believe, of a 75-point hike because right now the market rates are way ahead of what the Federal Reserve is at. And I think we need to explain that to the listeners because right now the 10-year Treasury, for example, is over 3%. And of course, the central banks clearly are not there yet. Right. And when you think about the two-year, the two-year reached its highest level since 2008. It was trading at 3.04%. So when you compare that rate to where the Fed funds rate currently is at 75 basis points, central bankers are clearly behind the curve and they're trying to catch up. But a lot of the rate increases have happened. So, you know, as the market relates to these headlines and the fact that the Fed is likely to raise rates, you have to kind of have a balanced perspective because in many ways, the bond market has already adjusted for this. Yeah. And the central bank is just trying to play catch up. But, you know, what's really interesting, I did forget to talk about, for example, fuel oil up 106 percent. Because as you said, you know, trucks are run on diesel and that's part of the fuel oil. And that's how you transport goods. That's how you get to, you know, the stuff that's in Target and at the grocery store. And when those costs go up, those costs get passed on to the consumers. And that's part and parcel of the inflation problem that continues to happen. But you mentioned something I have to go back to. You mentioned the two-year rate and the 10-year rate. And I think that deserves attention. Well, it certainly does. We're talking about potential 
potential inversion of the yield curve theoretically if short-term rates continue to rise relative to longer-term rates. But typically, the key rate that people focus on for an inversion of the yield curve is a three-month T-bill versus a 10-year, and that's a long way away from inverting. Yeah, and of course, the reason why we watch the inversion, Derek, is because it has been a harbinger for a recession in the past. So we're going to continue to look at that number and pay attention to it because bear markets and recessions have historically been leaked. And folks, if you go through your portfolio right now, and you're concerned about what's in there, there is something that you can do about it. And that is, of course, going through and making sure that your assets are placed in the right sectors. And that's all about asset allocation. And Danny, as you well know, there's a way that people can take a look at that. Yep. And you can get it going on a weekend easy enough. Uh, Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer. Dave Spano is our president and CEO. The website, AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. If you haven't yet, it is time to get serious, folks. If you're doing it, alone, get an expert opinion. If you're with someone else, get a second opinion. This is not our first rodeo. Get it in order. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click on that Get Started button. By the way, if you miss part of the uh, Week in Review, it's going to be available for the Axiom subscribers or on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel this weekend. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. We are back. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Derek Felsky in the studio. He's our chief investment officer. Dave Spano on the line. He is president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, thanks, Danny. You know, we were obviously talking about inflation in that last segment. It's not just us. Everywhere you go, you hear people talking about it because you got to fuel your car and, and you have to go to the grocery store. And so the central bank, in this case, uh, the Federal Reserve, has a number of tools. And, you know, we got used to what's called quantitative easing or QE, and that was the Federal Reserve putting liquidity into the market. Now they've turned that around. It's now called quantitative tightening, and they're trying to pull money out of the market. And another tool that they have is raising interest rates, and the Federal Reserve is going to meet next week, Wednesday, Derek, and we expect them to act. Right. The expectation, and it's been well telegraphed, is that they'll raise the Fed funds rate by 50 basis points. You know, post that CPI numbers, I think you alluded to a little bit ago, there was some talk that perhaps they ought to do 75 or even 100 basis points, get it over with, help enhance their credibility and address this inflation concern head on. But that's really hasn't been their pattern to this point. They've been fairly transparent in suggesting that 50 basis points is on the docket for June and also July for that matter. And probably, you know, they don't meet in August. And uh, after that, we're going to look for a September likely rate raise. And then the next one after that would be November. Likely, uh, they're going to sit on their hands because that is also the midterm elections and they probably want to remove themselves from the politics. So we expect the Federal Reserve to try to catch up 
to market rates. But, you know, you look around the world, Derek, and you think about other central banks, for example, the ones in Japan and in Europe, and they are way, way behind the curve. Right. The ECB actually announced that they're going to suspend asset purchases in the coming weeks and hinted that they might actually raise rates by 25 basis points in their next meeting. The reason that's interesting is many of the rates overseas are actually still negative. So the ECB is way behind the United States. And I think that's one of the things that people need to consider is the U.S. still remains in many ways an oasis. You know, our central bank has been way more proactive. They were more proactive uh, following the pandemic, and they've certainly been more proactive than other bankers recently. And that's one of the reasons I believe the dollar has been so strong. It's the U.S. is still seen as a safe haven. So if you're a European investor, you're looking at our interest rates. They look attractive. And at the same time, you've got the stability and, frankly, the better monetary management that we're experiencing in our country. Yeah, it's not great, but it's better than what they're doing. You know, Obviously, we have been pounding the table for the Federal Reserve to act a long time ago. But you know, with a strengthening dollar, what does that do to the income statements and balance sheets of companies that are based here in the United States? Well, as we heard from Microsoft earlier this week, you know, they had to lower guidance because the currency has been stronger. So essentially, that's reducing their profit margins. And Microsoft sells roughly half of their products overseas. There are other companies in the tech sector in particular where the percentages are even more skewed towards overseas sales. And that in some ways can make their products more expensive, which can reduce the demand. But you also have to consider the translation effects, too. So it gets kind of complicated. But my point is still well taken, at least in my opinion, and that is that the U.S. still is the oasis. It still warrants an allocation in an equity portfolio. And I think what most investors probably don't have enough of are companies that are benefiting from inflation and things like the energy sector, food companies, shipping companies, and perhaps even fertilizer companies. Yeah, you look at that and those companies that are benefiting, a lot of those are not very friendly with ESG, right? So a lot of these institutions in large corporations who wanted to be ESG friendly removed a lot of these fuel companies from their portfolios. And that is what has been the leading sector. So a lot of these ESG funds, Derek, as you well know, are just getting walloped at the moment. Well, certainly their performance has been hellacious. A lot of college endowments are involved in ESG funds. Stanford University, for example, they went completely ESG. So their performance has been lackluster, as has Harvard University's and Yale's. But, you know, again, we have to be tactical and consider where to go with with our investors' uh, capital. And you don't want to basically make blanket statements. And right now, the energy sector is clearly the leader. At some point, that war premium may go away. But right now, they are coining money, as the president pointed out, on the steps of uh, Long Beach Harbor. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Dave Spano, our President and CEO. We got them for the rest of the hour. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 12th, right back on 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may be wondering if your retirement plans are still on track. Inflation is a silent wealth killer. You won't hear an alarm when prices rise, but you might feel alarm as you try to plan your future. It's also one of the top reasons 80% of Americans are feeling stressed about their finances. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, Annex Wealth Management's in-house team of planners will prepare your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth metric isn't a sales tool. Annex is a fee-only fiduciary, so there are no products to push. Instead, you'll get an honest assessment of your current state and a realistic plan to reach your goals. 
If you're concerned about how inflation may be affecting your retirement date or how you're planning to spend your retirement, visit AnnexWealth.com today. Annex Wealth Management. And here we got a team segment. Randy Winkler, CFP and Manager Financial Planning at Annex Wealth Management. Randy, welcome back. Thanks. Glad to be here. A recent article caught my eye. Title was The Biggest Money Mistakes by Decade. It's about the decisions that we make or don't make each decade of our life. Right. It's a really interesting subject because there are different phases that you go through and there's different things that you should be doing and things that you shouldn't be doing. Let's run through them. Now, you've seen the results of good and bad planning as you look at portfolios as part of your team. Let's see if we can find some ways to avoid them. In fact, let's flip it around on the positive and talk about how to properly handle these phases. And the first event I think is very interesting. It's childhood. And this is really more for the parents. And this is missing opportunities to educate the kids. Right. It's very interesting in that the money is the last taboo, they're calling it. You talk about everything else, you won't talk about money. And that's really doing a disservice to kids because how are they going to learn? They're going to learn as they grow up through painful misadventure. You know, if they don't learn the dangers of credit cards or the power of saving or the power that budgeting can give, you probably are going to find it out in your 30s or 40s because of making painful mistakes that you have to dig out of a hole. But what about even when they're little kids and, and kind of making wise choices with their allowances even? Right. That's interesting. And I think people think that kids can't handle it. I can tell personal experiences. My niece and nephew, they were three and five, one sitting on either knee. And I was going through a book that was was called a financial fairy tale, a story of the three little pigs. You know, was there spending? pig, saving pig, and sharing pig. And the big bad wolf was a a bad real estate developer. And it had questions in there where it's about, is this a want or is this a need? And they were just fascinated and influenced. And my sister just happened to walk in the room and say, since we got the new couch, we really need new drapes. And my niece, who was five, said, do we need new drapes or do you want new drapes? And my sister got this look on her face. I've never thought of it that way. So if a five-year-old can pick it up, an adult can. But if you can start at that age, it's developing the skills and the interest to move forward with that. Let's move into the 20s. One of them is when you get a job, you get involved with that 401k. Yes. And it's funny, I hate to keep bringing it up, but I just had this conversation with my niece. She's got a new job. I asked her, what's your company match? She said, it's 5%. I said, and you're contributing five? She said, no, I'm contributing two. I said, well, you know what we call that at at Annex? We call it a voluntary pay cut. So I very strongly encouraged her, she's now 24, to use all of the skills that I tried to ingrain in her growing up and say, you got to get to 5% to get the free money. The tough part for people is it's deferred gratification. When you're 20 or 30 years old, you're not thinking about when you're 50 nine and a half and get access to that money through your 401k. But it's like a snowball rolling downhill. The bigger you can get it going when you're younger. And just a little trick for people is when you get a raise, you get a 3% raise, up your 401k by 1%. It's very simple. And over time, you'll be surprised at how you go from your 5 to 6 to 7. Pretty soon, you're at 20% by the time you're you know, a little bit older. Talking about addressing money mistakes we make by decades. So now into the 30s, misplaced spending. What we see here is that there's a big difference between living in the present or living in the future. You have to find a good combination of both. We've seen people that have just deferred gratification. They've saved and saved, and they died at a young age and never got to enjoy it. The flip side is the typical American stereotype, spend it all now, and then there's nothing in the future. So finding a good mix where you've got to have some discretionary fun money, but don't go over the top. Briefly, do you have a formula for renting versus buying a house? Uh, That's um, also one that comes up every once in a while. Uh, what we've seen where people make a mistake is going by the old way of thinking that renting is bad and buying is good. If you're moving to a new area, we've seen it where people go in and they just buy a house, and then they find 
well, this isn't the neighborhood I want to be in. This isn't the community I want to be in. In those cases, often it makes sense to come in, rent for a while, get to know the area, find the community that you want to live in before you put down the permanent roots. Now we're into the 40s, and the biggest threat is not saving enough and investing enough. Right. In the 40s, you've kind of settled into your career. You're approaching your peak earning years. You're not quite there yet. You should be building up a pretty good nest egg and thinking about what you want your future to look like. You're not thinking about retirement, but you're planning for it. And you have to take a look at your time frame, where a lot of people get caught up as they think of their money as being all in one bucket. Really, you have to divide it up by your time frame and your goal for it. If you're taking a big vacation this summer, that money should not be in the market. You need it to be very liquid. It's probably in the bank. But the money that you want in your 40s for retirement, which is 20, 30 years down the road, you don't want that in the bank. You want that working for you and taking the appropriate amount of risk for your goal. Okay, now into the 50s, and this is the zone where we really think people need a plan. Correct. This is where you bring everything together, you take a look at it, and you start defining when do I want to retire. And then the most difficult number for most people is what am I going to spend in retirement? What is the expense that the portfolio and the income sources have to support? That's something that we we work with people and we take a look at and we give them a a percentage. Like you have an 85% chance of success based on your inputs or you've got a 45% chance of success. It's all based around getting the data in there and you still have time to make the adjustments if you need to. Now we're to our 60s and again, a big mistake, not having a plan. Correct. We've seen it where people come in and I'm like, hey, I'm retiring in three months. I've decided I want to come in and talk to you people. That's great, you know, because there's so many things that you have to look at when you get to that point where you're looking for your retirement paycheck as opposed to your job paycheck. What order are you going to distribute the assets from which account? You know, when do you start Social Security? Do you need bridge health care? Some very creative things you can do with tax planning and Roth conversions and stuff that we geek out on here all the time. But it can be kind of complicated when people that work their whole life and have been diligent savers and get there and they're like, now what? What? I'm going from accumulation to distribution. What do I do? Same thing then when somebody gets in their 70s and it says can't outrun inflation and debt. Correct. So what a lot of people think is like in the old thinking was, okay, the older you get, the more conservative you get. You always have to think of buckets. For the money that you need in the short term, you're always going to keep it liquid. Whether you're 20 and saving for a new car or a new house or you're 70 and taking money out to support your lifestyle, you're still going to have a lot of life ahead of you and you've got to keep growing to stay ahead of inflation. Randy Winkler, how does he know all this? Well, he's a CFP and he's a manager, financial planning at Annex Wealth Management. When we talk about the free portfolio analysis, that's your team. Correct. We take a look at uh, whatever you hold right now and we tell you, how's it working? Is it working well? Is it not working well? Are the fees too high? What is it doing for you? Randy, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Ever feel like investment and retirement planning is one gigantic game of whack-a-mole? Up pops market volatility, a virus, a war. It goes on and on. And frankly, it can be a little exhausting. Tired of playing games on the way to retirement? It's time for Wealth Metric from Annex Wealth Management. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? This segment is so you can hear the difference. From time to time, we invite clients to share their experience with Annex, and hopefully as you hear them, you're going to notice that every single case is different because our clients' situations are different. It's not one size fits all. Let's welcome John and Valerie. Hey, Valerie. Hello. And hey, John. Hello. Let's get the official stuff out of the way. You are clients of Annex Wealth Management. Yes. Yes. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment. Correct. Does the watering count toward the water, it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, the water's complimentary. <laughs> no, I didn't. 
And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. Right. Correct. Now, in your case, John and Valerie, you are still at the daily grind, still working, but planning for retirement with an eye on retiring somewhat sooner than later. Sooner for you. Sooner for me. Yes. I hope to retire in the next couple of years if want to cut the cord and enjoy life afterwards. Great. And then, Valerie, how about you? Um, I think it's going to be a few more years after John. We'll let him get used to retirement. John, you're at a major university working as an administrator. And before that, you had a long career with the American Cancer Society. What was it that stirred within you that made you feel an early retirement was what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. My dad uh, died four months after he retired. And when you work your whole life and have nothing to show for it as far as enjoying it, that had a, a major impact on me that I wanted to work and plan so I could have a life after work. As much as I enjoy my work, I want something more. As you get older, you start seeing your vulnerability, and so you start thinking about it more. And at the um, point that I'd been in the workforce for 30 years, at some point you have to plan for the life afterwards. And then I started thinking how my dad got to a point that he never got to enjoy that. I really started zeroing in on just, are we ready for it? Can we be ready for it? So I would say probably in my 50s, I really started to put a lot of thought and process toward how are we going to be ready to do that. How about you, Valerie? You actually were in the finance world before following your heart, and you made a career switch. What was that story? Well, after working about 16 years in the financial services field, I had the opportunity to get into education, which is something that I had thought I wanted to do when I was in college. And I saw how hard my parents worked as educators, and I thought, maybe I don't want to be an educator. And then when I did have the opportunity, when I was a little bit more mature, I made the right decision because I really love teaching. And talk about a lifetime learner. You're pursuing another degree. Uh, that's correct. I'm really close to earning my master's in um, mathematics for secondary teachers. John, it sounds like you did a fair amount of research when selecting a partner for investment and retirement planning. What was your process? When we had original financial planner, it was very evident that it was transaction-based, that there was a, a value for them to, to sell something to us, and then they perceived it as a benefit for us. When I got to the point that I felt like we weren't in a situation of being part of the team, being part of the discussion, I felt it was time to research it because I know what I don't know, and I don't know financial planning well enough to be confident enough to set ourselves up for it. So I tend to do a lot more of the research in that kind of area. I think my wife would agree. With that said, I researched about three or four different financial planners and locked them very quickly on fiduciary. I had interviews with two of the ones that I think aligned best with us. And real quickly, the amount of time and attention given to me by Annex Wealth Management made it real easy to go with them. What's it like when that moment arrives when it's you kind of know that you could retire? Yeah, it was pretty exciting. I mean, it was a conversation that our financial planner had a number of times with us that I said, I want to retire by 55 and have enough money to enjoy life with it. He went over the numbers and said, you're right on track. And I tell what that was very liberating to know that we were set to do what we wanted to do this stuff can be complex without a team you went through that portfolio analysis Mm -hmm. the financial plan have you ventured into tax and estate planning with annex yes as a matter of fact uh, we do our tax planning with annex we found that marvelous because just about six months ago we needed to research some funds for an investment that we want to do on some property and we needed to understand the impact of our taxes well instead of having two different institutions try to talk and understand each other we had the tax planner and our financial planner together in the same room 
that went over the work, understood the impact and what we could do. The great thing about that is it wouldn't affect our taxes and it didn't affect our financial plan either. This is a Hear the Difference segment of conversation with some clients of Annex Wealth Management who are sharing their journey. Valerie, from what I understand, John is going to hang it up a little sooner than you. How is he going to be in retirement? I think that John will be a little bit stir crazy at first to try to figure out how to fill his days, although he has many activities that he's involved in. So with between running and taking care of some investment property and looking at other investment property, I think he'll fill the days pretty well, although I'm hoping that he'll maybe take some cooking classes (laughs) and have some meals prepped for me when I come home from school. (laughs) Amen. John, how about Valerie when she eventually joins you? How do you guys, how do you see retirement as a couple? Well, one of the biggest things that we talked about for our future is that we've never been able to travel as much as I think we both want to. And so that would be a big part of our, our retirement and our planning we made sure that there was a significant amount of funds to be able to do that. And so part of our plan is to make sure that um, the money is there to do the things that we wanted to retire and probably take a cooking class. (laughs) In Italy. In Italy. Perfect. John, you recommended Annex to several friends, and we appreciate that. Do you find some of your peers might struggle to make decisions about financial planning? You know, it's so funny because Valerie and I both, in conversations with friends who are all the same age and looking to retirement, you know, we talk about what we're all doing for planning. And we've had some friends, and they're still friends, that have kind of struggled with trying to figure out, are they ready to do it? And in doing so, we just told them, hey, we've got this great partnership with Annex. They've done a great job and suggested them. And in both situations, they've worked with Annex. They're both right on track for their retirement plans. They didn't know that beforehand. And so I think they've had that same kind of liberating feeling to know that, hey, we're where we need to be. Valerie and John, it is a pleasure talking with you on your way to retirement on your terms. Thank you for being clients and best to you in the days and years ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may be wondering if your retirement plans are still on track. Inflation is a silent wealth killer. You won't hear an alarm when prices rise, but you might feel alarm as you try to plan your future. It's also one of the top reasons 80% of Americans are feeling stressed about their finances. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, Annex Wealth Management's in-house team of planners will prepare your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth metric isn't a sales tool. Annex is a fee-only fiduciary, so there are no products to push. Instead, you'll get an honest assessment of your current state and a realistic plan to reach your goals. If you're concerned about how inflation may be affecting your retirement date or how you're planning to spend your retirement, visit AnnexWealth.com today. Annex Wealth Management. At Annex Wealth Management, we put our money where our heart is. With the Annex Charitable Foundation, we strive to support difference makers in local communities and organizations to help them succeed. That's part of the difference. Learn more at AnnexCharitableFoundation.org. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Our goal is to provide comprehensive wealth management to our clients that includes investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. And that takes a team. We've added to our Southwest Florida team with Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Robert, here's an official 92.5 Fox News welcome to you as part of the Annex team. Thank you, Danny. I really appreciate that. So you're new to Annex, but certainly not to Naples and Southwest Florida. What's your history here? 
been in the financial services industry for 22 years, the last four in the Naples area, taking care of high net worth people right on down to people with smaller asset bases. Great background. I can see a great fit, but that's me. What was it about Annex that made it a great fit for you? When I was looking at Annex, I had a choice between four different registered investment advisory firms. What really sold me on Annex was the team, the team, the team. You know, we often talk about that team at Annex Wealth Management. So in your wealth manager position, you're integrating the fantastic work done by the financial planning team, our investment committee, the tax planning team, the estate planning team, all depending on the client's needs. It's certainly not a one-man band. So you really can be the quarterback. Boy, that's really understating it. The people I have met here at Annex, the tax team, the investment team, a lot of clients don't get to see all of that interaction that goes on, but the amount of people looking at every client's statements, investments, tax returns, it's unparalleled at this firm. The clients at Annex range from millennials to Gen X to boomers to the greatest generation, and there's plenty of range to work with. I got to think that that's really rewarding. You're working with clients no matter where they are on their journey. I view it as we are responsible for guarding and growing the most productive people on the planet. Mm. We are responsible for their retirement assets. And what is more important other than your health? Robert Chastain is branch director and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. New to Annex, not new to Southwest Florida. For those who aren't working with a fee-only fiduciary, times like now with tremendous volatility in the market, it might not seem to be a great time to engage with the team at Annex Wealth Management. But Robert, I think you're going to agree the timing might be optimal. People need guidance. In fact, going it alone might make somebody lose sleep. It is making a lot of people lose sleep, Danny. And if anything, right now, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have Google Maps, how do you get somewhere you don't know where you want to be? So our planning, our tax team, that is your Google Maps for your future. Great stuff. Let's run through a couple rapid fire, get to know Robert Chastain questions. What do you like to do outside of work? Exercise. Golf, fishing, or pickleball? Pickleball by far. I mean, Naples is the home of pickleball. Isn't that amazing? I would, my knees are shot, so I can't. And I see the courts, and they look so fun. It looks like a riot. So you got some game, huh? Uh, Dan, you got to play doubles then. How about an area spot people need to know more about? Like, if somebody came in from out of town, where would you take them? So this, this may sound odd, but we have the Botanical Gardens in Naples. And if you've not been there, it's a must-see. How about a little-known Robert Chastain fact? I'll give you two. Used to race cars, and I have a twin brother. Tell me more about the cars. So in a private equity role that I had years ago, we owned uh, Celine Allen Racing. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. Uh, Home Improvement was our title sponsor. Tim Allen was one of the drivers, and I got to partake in that. You know the old you know, joke about SCCA is what that stands for? <laughs> Spoiled children crashing automobiles? <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's yes. Right. And you were one of them. And then uh, college or pro sports, what do you like? Oh, college by far. This might be a little ticklish. Gators or Knowles? Oh, Gators. Annex Wealth Management Branch Director Robert Chastain, new and a valuable addition to the Annex Wealth Management team in Southwest Florida, ready to roll up sleeves and assist with the investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning for our clients as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Folks, Robert, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Danny, and we do have our sleeves rolled up. There you go. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. 
Americans. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. As always, got questions for Ask Annex, you head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. You can do a lot at that website, like clicking that Get Started button, but also you got a question, just look for the Ask tab. Joining me, Randy Winkler, a CFP and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for hey, coming man. in. Happy to be here. Our first question on Ask Annex is from Ben. Do break-even calculations for Social Security tend to work out? Now, what does he mean by that? The way Social Security is laid out, you can start as early as age 62, or you can wait until age 70 to start. And if you start early, you get a little bit for a long time. If you start later, you get a lot for a shorter time. If you wait, though, there's a certain amount of time that you have to go to break even. If you're not taking Social Security from 62 to 70, during those eight years, you're going to have to take portfolio withdrawals. So you're kind of going in the hole. And then you start getting the higher benefits, and eventually you cross over. And the break even usually falls between 10 and 12 years. So do they tend to work out, these calculators? I have to laugh because I joke that if people had their uh, expiration dates stamped on their forehead, I'd have probably the easiest job on the planet. So you tend to not know. So the way Social Security works, they use actuarial tables to determine when they expect you to expire. So they don't care if you're taking the money early or later. They're paying out exactly the same amount if you die on schedule. Where the question comes up is, do you have longevity in your family? If so, maybe it does make sense to wait a little bit because you'll, you have to get to the break-even age. If you're not healthy when you start, you definitely wouldn't do it. It's one of those things, a lot of times you come up with a strategy, you're not going to know for over a decade whether it was the right one or not. But it's not just Social Security. It's how you factor in taxes and withdrawal strategy and all those other things. But I thought that was an interesting question. Next up is from Kyle. Does my paid-off house count when it comes to my financial plan? This is another question that I really like because I've never really heard it worded this way. So a lot of people look at their house as an asset that's in their financial plan that's going to be very helpful. My real estate is growing by this amount, and at some point in the future, I'm going to draw on that. What they don't typically factor in is if your property is appreciated, you have to live somewhere. You sell your property, you buy another one, it's probably appreciated as well. So very rarely do we see where somebody's property changes their financial plan much unless they're massively downsizing and they're going to be taking big profits and then buying a much smaller condo or something. Where it does really factor in, and I think he may be alluding to this, the paid off house means you don't have a mortgage, so your cash flow is much improved. So a lot of times people have the goal of having their mortgage paid off prior to retirement. I don't think that always makes sense. We've talked in the past about low mortgage rates and taking a look at that, but that's where it has the biggest impact, not as an asset, as the cash flow that you're gaining by not paying the mortgage. Next up on Ask Annex is from Ray. What portion of my portfolio should be liquid and in what form? Another great question. And this is pretty personal, but think of your investments along what time frame you're going to need them. So I was just talking with someone recently that has some activities coming up yet this summer. So that is not the place where you want to be taking money out of the market, especially with the volatility we've experienced it. So in the short term, you want to have your money in what I call the boring bucket. You've got it in the bank. You know you're not, you don't have a lot of upside, but what you're trying to avoid is the downside when you need the money. The further out you go on the time frame, the more aggressive that you can be. So if you look at what's going to be happening in the next six months, next year, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, you can lay out how much you need in each piece. And that's where financial planning comes in. You know what TikTok is, right? Yes. Yeah. So I read an article last week that for some reason, 
and it didn't explain, Generation Z, the thing is to hoard cash. Which does not make sense. No, yeah, especially for people that are very young. Right. You know, so if, they, if you've got a longer term time frame, they can stand the volatility. So that's, that's unfortunate. Here is a great question. Joyce, thank you for this one. What do you see more of, people who regret retiring early or late? Oh, this is a really good question. And I could probably talk about this one for half an hour. Most of the time, I would say people regret retiring early. And I would say that because whether you liked your job or didn't like your job, it gave you a reason to get up in the morning. It gave you some sort of fulfillment. And a lot of people, when they first get into retirement, are struggling to find that thing, that what fulfills me, what gets me up in the morning. And we've talked in the past mm-hmm. about, are you moving away from something into retirement or moving towards something into retirement? So I've seen a lot of those people. I just recently met with some clients that they both retired during the pandemic, and they're both back working. They enjoyed work. They find it very stress-free now because they don't have the responsibilities. Their financial plan would support them walking out at any moment if they're not enjoying it. So these particular clients were very prepared emotionally and financially for retirement. But some people are prepared financially, but not emotionally. So there is an adjustment period that happens there and things to think about beforehand. Do you have any anecdotal stories about maybe somebody who waited too long in their mind? Yeah, I've seen a few of those, unfortunately, where people are financially prepared, but they're not ready to leave the workforce, either because they just they enjoy it or they just don't trust the financial plan. They say, I know you're showing me we're good, but I just want to have a bigger bucket of money. I've seen it happen several times over the years where the time in retirement is much shorter for one of the spouses, and you miss out on that opportunity that you could have spent had you retired earlier or at your regular time. Yeah, and the last thing that you'd want is really to do all that work, spend all that time, work all those years, and then not enjoy it with your spouse or at least enjoy it. Maybe, you know, sickness comes in or, or something that happens that instead of having a 10, 15, 20 year retirement, you don't have that. Yeah, that's one of the saddest things we see in this line of work. And our final one, and we'll do this one pretty quickly. It's a text question. Please explain the 4% rule. Real quick, and then if you're interested, we have some things on our YouTube channel where we've talked about this. But 4% is the amount you can take out of your portfolio, which historically would not allow you to run out of money. So if you've got a million-dollar portfolio, they looked at 30-year time horizons, taking 4% out, which would be $40,000. It's considered a safe withdrawal amount. If you want to dig in a little bit more deeply, as Randy mentioned, there is a great segment on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. Randy Winkler, CFP and a Wealth Manager, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And this is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 12th. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may be wondering if your retirement plans are still on track. Inflation is a silent wealth killer. You won't hear an alarm when prices rise, but you might feel alarm as you try to plan your future. It's also one of the top reasons 80% of Americans are feeling stressed about their finances. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, Annex Wealth Management's in-house team of planners will prepare your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth metric isn't a sales tool. Annex is a fee-only fiduciary, so there are no products to push. Instead, you'll get an honest assessment of your current state and a realistic plan to reach your goals. If you're concerned about how inflation may be affecting your retirement date or how you're planning to spend your retirement, visit AnnexWealth.com today. Annex Wealth Management. 
Know the difference? This is a team segment with Brandon Arps, a wealth manager at Annex. Welcome back to the show, Brandon. Good, good to see you, Danny. So baby boomers get a lot of attention. So do millennials and even Gen Z. You know who doesn't get much attention? That's Generation X. My generation. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. I guess I, I think you're so youthful, I think of you as a millennial <laughs> Take that as a semi-compliment, okay? <laughs> so Generation X, you're born in the early to mid-60s into the early 80s. So that's you, right? Yep. Okay. Latchkey Generation. MTV generation, grunge, hip-hop, independent films. And according to a new study, the forgotten generation when it comes to retirement planning. Now, Brandon, you work with a pretty wide set of clients here at Annex Wealth Management. Are you kind of seeing the same thing? To some degree, yes. You know, it's it's kind of funny when you look at the type of people that come in, because I think there are certainly different types of savers, whether it's for gold specifically or retirement specifically. You get everything in the spectrum. So some of the millennials that I work with take savings very seriously, where they come into the office and the plan is for them to uh, retire at age 55. Well, nowadays, that's not very attainable for most folks. But some of these, a uh, percentage of these folks, actually, the way that their plans shape takes out the amount that they're saving, the expenses that they have. It looks very good. Are they kind of uh, rare birds, millennials, they that are. are actually getting real about retirement planning? They are a rare bird. Most like to engage. They want to see where they're at, what they can do to move the needle, and how they can increase their odds of a successful retirement or even early retirement. What do you see with Generation Xers, people that are about your same age? What I really see is, is kind of that hodgepodge of their career everywhere, coupled with the fact of the young growing family, for instance, and the lack of time that they're able to dedicate to such an important topic. And, and as far as savings go, a lot of them are kind of just doing the, the minimum, um, maybe getting the employer match, haven't really looked at the allocation in the 401k, maybe started a, a Roth IRA a few years back, but never really look at it, don't make constant contributions to it, really kind of having everything out there but not really having the guidance or the direction on what is best and what should be done. Well, let's go there a little bit, because at least they're doing something. And I think that's the important thing. So if they were to like get real serious as a Gen Xer and, and kind of 20, 30 years away from retirement, mm -hmm. and they want to get serious all of a sudden, what kind of steps do you say? Now, you said that they're contributing the, the minimum. I would think you get that to the maximum. But what other things? Yeah, you know, you, you want to work on saving for yourself. You know, you've done a good job building yourself thus far, right? You maybe you went to college or you got a nice job, um, have been climbing that corporate ladder. Right now, and a lot of these individuals I'm talking to, it's time to, to kind of climb the, the financial ladder. And, and the realization that kind of the, the investment that they've put into themselves previously is now paying off. Well, now it's it's a time that, that they're going to be able to look at other options outside of perhaps the 401k or increasing those contributions into investment accounts and savings that ultimately is going to lead to a, a much more successful retirement or other goals that they have financially. So what happens when they say, well, Brandon, that sounds good, but I got three little kids, I got a mortgage, I got all this stuff, you know, I got, I got soccer to pay for, I mean, all that stuff. So what do you say to that? Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, you know, everybody's got challenges and there's always going to be a handout that's ready to collect your next your next dollar. What I feel is getting serious about retirement planning is, is really getting serious about sitting down and talking about your goals. You know, a lot of us um, growing up and even in the past 10 years, I laugh in, in, in some of these meetings because one of the questions I ask is, hey, have you ever thought about how much money you want to spend in retirement? It's just such a, a thought that it is, is not common for our age 
age group. But engaging and, and, and having that initial conversation is very powerful because now that we are transitioning towards re- retirement years eventually, that conversation is going to be much more powerful as far as what we can do to implement a plan that makes sense. Gen X, from what I've read, tends not to work as closely with retirement professionals like, like we are. And obviously, we believe in that. That's what we do. So not working with a retirement professional, it can be an expensive mistake. It can be. That's kind of why we exist, is to help bring some of the uncertainty out of your plan and help us work together, collaborate together to make sure that the financial decisions that you're making are ultimately going to affect you positively in the future. Gen X, listen up. It's not too late. And if you think you need to get things in the right place, Brandon, you and your Annex Ignite team, ready to roll up the sleeves and get things done. Absolutely. And I'm also seeing that a lot of people our age don't think that they have enough or that they would qualify for financial advisory services or that just because of the the balances in their accounts that it's not worthwhile or, or it won't make a difference. Well, that's very untrue because even though your accounts may be small today, when we put that in into combination with kind of the everything that you have, it does add up and it does make a difference. Brandon Arps, a wealth manager at Annex, talking about Gen X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here, Danny. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome. Danny, good to see you. Hey, have you heard this one? Everyone is short-staffed. Recruiting, retaining great employees a priority. And I hear this all the time. Yeah, I, I don't want to touch a sore spot there, but it is a battle for good employees. And a strong benefits package can help a company get a leg up when it comes to competing offers. Now, decent salary, that's important, but a solid benefits package might tip the balance, especially if some of these younger employees are running it by their parents and you know all the dads are like, yes, that's a good benefits package. Yeah, well, and they're Googling it too. When you think of that, you think the health benefits, the HSAs, supplemental life, disability, even flex time. Those are all things that people look at. Obviously, I'm a 401k guy. So when we look at 401k, the one thing that kind of distinguishes 401k retirement plans from the others is if there's a match or there is a company contribution, there's going to be an account with money in it that people can see. So it is a little bit different, but all those things for sure come together to make a, a better offer. Here's one of the issues. What happens when the retirement benefit plan looks good on the surface and then it suffers because of poor execution? You got frustrated employees, that erodes morale, loyalty suffers, and guess what? You're back at square one with a help wanted sign. This is frequently how we end up coming into a relationship. The structure is all there, the infrastructure, if you want to call it for a retirement plan, but it just is being poorly executed or the client is just overwhelmed. They're they're yeah. short-staffed already, so now they got to put this on top of it. So a big part of what we do when we walk into a relationship, our first thing is to say, hey, let us take a look at what you've got. How can we enhance this thing before we go about making any changes to it? Yeah, what's what's right? What's, what's going right? Let's start with the actual enrollment process for new employees. There's the traditional, and then there's a quick enrollment experience. 
What is the best method for onboarding somebody into enrollment? Yeah, it sort of depends. I think there's a greater trend toward automatic enrollment, which means once you're eligible, you're in unless you choose to do something different. That is technically, to answer your question, that is probably the most effective because it just makes it happen. But when you look at trying to be a little bit more proactive, this again, this is a role that we play with our clients. We say, give us the name and phone number of the person will reach out or set up a time to come out to your facility if you have seven or eight people who are eligible at one time, we will sit down with them and enroll them in the plan. There are some quick enrollment guides. There's some that are more in-depth way of doing it. it. I guess it depends on the person. You probably saw this. A research firm studied enrollment and found a, quote, downturn and occasional stagnation in the already underwhelming guidance offerings found during online enrollment. Ouch. Well, I think there is an element of the, the companies, the record keepers have gotten to a point of trying to make it so simple that they have oversimplified it. And it's a one, two, three step process. This happened with my wife in the place she was working at. I helped her enroll, obviously, because of what I do. I wanted to do more things and it was just bing, 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 and she was done. So it's a difficult balance. It really is. I'd be frustrated if I was a new employee. A decline in enrollment, instructions, not enough answers to frequently asked questions, a lack of relevant support for various enrollment tasks. That, that would get at me. Well, I think part of this comes back to there has been such a stress in our industry on you've got to keep your fees low, you know, fiduciary fees and all this stuff to the point where a lot of employers have stripped out the assistance that people need because, you know, they don't want to be seen as having too high a cost associated with their plan. So again, there there is a balance. If someone is not participating in the plan because it was too frustrating for them to get in, what difference does it make if yeah. you have great funds or a great plan or any of that? The people aren't benefiting from it. So this, again, it's always, this is what we, we battle with on a daily basis trying to help people uh, navigate. Only 30% of online platform displayed contact information without having to go to a separate page. What works is when there is guidance through every step of the process with a contact menu, multiple options for assistance, you must see companies that do it well do it that way. Yeah. And this goes back to what are you looking for help with? We are very, as you know, proactive in reaching out. We have lunchroom posters. We have a dedicated participant website that helps people. People can text us, our clients, uh, their employees can send us a text to, to communicate with us. So we try so hard to be there and make people know that we're there and easy to get a hold of. It varies from one, when you're looking at record keeping providers, I think that's where a lot of people think of, you know, who has my money, how can I get a hold of them? We try to step in between those and try to help people navigate that stuff because we always know how to get a hold of everyone. Important stuff in the enrollment process, and it needs to do its job this way, the contribution selection, the investment choices, designating a beneficiary. That's the most important stuff, isn't it? It is, absolutely. The, the number one most important thing, all the research says, how much are you going to contribute, right? Because if you're not contributing again. But then diversification is really important. The beneficiary thing, I'm glad you touched on that. Very, very important. And we do all those things, generally speaking, in the setup process because then people are off to a good start. So a company needs some help doing this. How do we work with them? We work as advisors. We come in and whether it's a professional firm, manufacturing, retail, all that, we aim to, to meet people where they are. So take advantage of your advisor is the, the recommendation I have for these people. They're there for a reason. You're paying them for a reason. Make sure that they're making the most of this benefit for your team. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Start a Button. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. As always, thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. The classic carnival game Whack-A-Mole's been around since 1976. Five holes where moles pop up randomly. Your job? 
Nail them. Score points, stay in the game. Ever feel like investment and retirement planning is one gigantic game of whack-a-mole? Up pops market volatility, a virus, a war. It goes on and on, and frankly, it can be a little exhausting. Tired of playing whack-a-mole on the way to retirement? It's time to put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Our fee-only fiduciary team is made up of CFAs, CFPs, attorneys, CPAs, and even a PhD. And every one of those professionals works on behalf of our clients. It's time for Wealthmetric. More than a portfolio review, Wealthmetric addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Powered by the strength of the Annex team and our state-of-the-art technology, Wealthmetric is another way to know the difference. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. We're ready for you. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We are Annex Wealth Management. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer in the studio. Dave Spano on the line. He is President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Danny, do you like a sale? I do. Love them. Yeah. You you look through uh, the newspaper and you say, boy, this thing's 20% off. I might want to look at it. Well, folks, the stock market is on sale. And right now, a lot of these prices have come down of companies that we do look at. And Derek, their earnings are still good. So that makes them a lot more valuable at, at the at these prices. Yeah, I was kind of astonished. I was looking at forward PE multiples over over time and, and what we've seen since mid to late twenty twenty one is a decline in the S P forward PE approaching thirty percent, which is near the low we actually reached during the pandemic bear market in March and April of twenty twenty. So when you think about it, if we do not have a recession, these stocks are very cheap, and as long as earnings hold up at close to what analysts believe they will, and that's why you know we often talk about a balanced portfolio and, and treating things tactically. But if you do believe that we're not we're going to avoid a recession, that we'll have perhaps a growth scare, uh, it certainly would behoove people to take a look at their allocation to equities relative to their targets. Now, there is, of course, there's an economic recession and there's an earnings recession, and we are likely to see an earnings recession. In other words, the companies that are reporting, they're going to report lower numbers year over year because their input costs are higher through the S&P 500 earnings reports that came out. 400 of the 500 mentioned inflation was an issue on their income statements. So as earnings come down, you can still look at them and say, where are the valuations? But as importantly as a balanced portfolio, Derek, is perspective. And if people think that a year or two years from now that these companies are still going to be selling widgets and making money, there's probably stuff to pick up in here. Right. I want to clarify something you just said, though. I mean, when you talk about earnings being down, you mean on a year-over-year basis, not the type of year-over-year increases that we've seen in the past few quarters. And and that's to be expected. I mean, we're, we're comparing to an economy that was coming out of a, a full closure. So, of course, the growth rates a year ago were going to be off the charts. And we've certainly monitored that throughout 2021 and early 2022. So that's one thing. The other thing is I was looking at the relative valuations of growth and value stocks. And they're actually growth is now actually below the long term average. So when I think about building a portfolio, I kind of think of a barbell where you want to have some allocation to growth stocks that are now much more reasonably priced, while at the same time you have exposure to the comp- some of the companies we were mentioning before, those that can benefit from rising prices. Because again, you know, one's person's higher input cost is someone else's higher revenues, and that can boost the, the fortunes of energy companies, metals companies, and the rest. Yeah, excellent point. Folks, I'll invite you to come in and talk to one of our advisors throughout our many branches. 
and go through the process. Even if you're with someone else right now, have a second set of eyes on that portfolio because you can go through and make sure that you are allocated in the right places, that your estate plan is correct, that your income taxes are being looked at, and of course that your financial plan stays on track. This is something, Danny, that as you well know, we do on a daily basis. We sure do. And Dave, you predicted it was going to be a bumpy summer, and officially I don't even think we're into summer yet, are we? Feels like it, but you know, we're talking about from now until the election time, Danny, probably all the way up until the elections in November. Folks, we're at the end of the show, but the start of decision time for you and your family. Raise your hand. It doesn't take more than a couple of minutes to fill out the contact form on our website, and we'll take it from there next week. Let's get things in shape, and let's do it together. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a great week. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. For Dave and Derek and the rest of the Annex team, thank you for listening. We're going to see you back here next Sunday, noon, right here, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.